The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. On this Wednesday morning, we're going to be looking at Rutherford County, a lot happening here in our community, and visiting with us, our county mayor, right here, Joe Carr. Hey, Joe, how are you? Bart, I'm well. Thank Good. you. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I was worried about you. you I could tell. <laughs> I could see the look of concern on your face yes. as I walked in the door. I, so, I I'm just good. Keep, every time I see you now, I think about bees stinging your hand. Oh, so you saw my Facebook post. I saw it. And you were talking about that on the radio last time. Yeah, bee sting therapy. It's a real deal. It's a, absolutely. And you it's don't a real, have any arthritis problems after all those stings? I won't say I won't have any. I don't have near the arthritis or the swelling in my joints that I used to. Uh, not even close. I mean, uh, and I tell people this all the time. I started beekeeping uh, four years ago, all, three and a half years ago. And so when you, when you fool with, you know, a million bees and 20 hives, you're going to get stung. It doesn't matter if you're suited up or not. And uh, it's, fr- it's more frustrating than anything. But <clears throat> anyway, so you get stung two, three, it's many as a half a dozen times when you're out there. It's just a part of it. But I noticed anecdotally that my arthritis, especially in my thumbs, um, was a lot better. I mean, I had, tr- I couldn't hardly move my thumbs at all. I'm just swelling in the joints. And it's just, you know, we're getting old, Bart. I mean, we're not spring chickens anymore, right? Well, we think we are until we try something. <laughs> until we try something. <laughs> yeah, and I tried something yesterday, which reminded me that I'm 65, right? Anyway, so, uh, but, uh, so quite by accident, I um, was, I'm all, the t- I'm all the time doing research. I love uh I love reading and doing research and learning things. I'm just, I love doing that. And so I was doing some reading about beekeeping and there's this article that I read about um, the effects of bee venom and the medicinal purposes. And there's actually, actually medical peer reviewed medical research in this. And there are like 20 different ailments uh, that the medical community has identified that bee venom, they call it BV, um, works as an effective antidote to the the the, uh, the condition and the symptoms related to that condition. And you're talking about arthritis and and a whole bunch of multiple sclerosis and a whole really? yes. Wow. And so they're just at, they're on the cusp of doing this. And it's also been determined that literally beekeepers have a longer uh, have an average longer lifespan. Interesting. It is. A, a good reason to start beekeeping. It, it is. And so, what? well, what? no, maybe not necessarily. So what I have determined to do is I'm going to offer my services to the community. Uh, as the mayor, I'm always looking at better. That's right. And so That's right. what it is is we, I will provide you a veil, right? So you don't get, you wear a veil over your head, and then you walk in front of the hive with a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. I'll beat the heck out of the hive. Get them get, stirred get, up. Get them good and stirred up. You get stung. And you come back to the house, and we'll count the stings, and it's twenty dollars a sting per sting. Yeah. Per sting, um, and uh, we'll do a discount, you know. 
Um, so we, I'm going to provide that service to the community. I, I think that's phenomenal. I, I, that's the kind of mayor I am, Bart. I'm just that kind of guy. Now, so obviously, for those listeners, I am really kidding. Okay. <laughs> obviously, you don't have to get stung at the point where it's no, hurting you. No. So it, it just it, gets into your system. Gets into your bloodstream. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just get the venom, and I do, and I, and I, it's, it's been remarkable. Um, but. I don't, you know, anecdotal evidence wouldn't suggest that you would run out there and do it, but the science, medical scientific community is actually looking at bee venom, called BV, as a as a uh, as a way to uh, deal with some of these chronic illnesses that and we've got, including ca- and cancer is a part of that. Some wow! Of, yes, I mean it's it's truly and and I and my further uh, you've heard of uh, acupuncture. Well, bee sting therapy is is where acupuncture actually came from interesting so if we went to one of your what was it first monday night meetings for the rutherford county beekeepers association <laughs> we would find really old people oh in a, a phenomenal shape and in good shape yeah no illness well i mean i'm not gonna say they're not any illnesses but i mean it's it's an old it's an older crowd and they they to say that they are vibrant would be an understatement so interesting it is it, I, so, I just, I actually, I do, all kidding aside, I think there is something there. And it's just not in the bee stings. It's, it's just, it's the approach to life. It's the, um, it's all the p- other things associated with it. I, I never thought I would have the patience for beekeeping because I'm a pretty impatient person uh, because you have to be patient. But I, there's something about it that I truly, truly enjoy. So in a addition, lot, there's a lot about it I enjoy. In addition to getting rid of uh, you know, hay fever and oh. allergies, it'll do. It, it sounds yeah, like because, a wonder. Yeah, because I don't eat that much honey. I mean, I have it. Uh, I I have a little cocktail that I make with uh, turmeric and uh, pepper and cinnamon in the morning, uh, and then I put a little honey in it. And so I have a as a part of my as a little cocktail that I make myself in the morning. But um, I don't. I'm not, I'm there. Are a lot of people who buy buy the dozen jars from me and they just that's what they do and but i enjoy doing it and uh it's just it's a hobby and it pays it pays for itself and uh, i encourage people to uh, if they're interested to get into it sounds like a winner and yeah. uh, i understand the beekeepers from across the state are coming into to murfreesboro yeah you know and i am honored to welcome them and i get to open the Bee, uh, tennessee beekeepers association i get to do a lot of welcoming because a lot of people come to Rutherford County. It's centrally located. It's growing. It's a great place to have a convention. And so the Tennessee Beekeepers Association will be meeting over at MTSU. And I'll be I'll opening this, uh, the weekend with uh, a welcoming speech. And we'll talk about um, the necessity uh, that we provide our communities and agriculture. Now, when you come back next month, uh, give us a report on was this a room full of really old people who were in good shape? Uh, I will ne- I will not say they are really old. I will just say <laughs> there's a, there was a lot of wisdom in the room. How about that? And that sounds good. <laughs> and if you just tuned in and you're wondering what in the world are they talking about, exactly. you had said that uh, if you get stung by bees mm-hmm. or, and are a beekeeper because mm-hmm. you consistently get stung, yeah. uh, you're going to probably live longer. You won't have uh, as high as of incidences of cancer. Yeah. Uh, uh, multiple sclerosis, multi- arthritis, those kind of things. Wow. And so if the listeners are going, if the listeners, you know, don't trust uh, 
the mayor in this regard. I have appreciation for not trusting our elected officials all the time. Verify, Google bee sting therapy. Just Google it, and you will see you will see a number of medically peer-reviewed articles regarding the medicinal benefits of bee sting therapy. Just Google bee sting therapy, and there's a lot of research out there, and they're still doing research. So check it out. Check it out. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr with us this morning, and uh, you were just looking over uh, a wonderful letter you received in the mail. Yeah, so I got some really uh, not expected but still bad news uh, over the weekend. Uh, Like many Rutherford County property taxpayers, I received my tax bill, and it just, I saw it, and, um, you know, it just, it reminds me of just how unnecessary that was uh, com- in comparison to our peers in the cities of Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagle. Now, wh- and, why, and did, uh, why is it different from what it used to be? Why is it higher? Well, it's higher because your county mayor, um, Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr, proposed a property tax increase of 16% or $0.26 cents per $100 of assessed value because we're not paying for the growth that this county is experiencing. And why are we not doing that? We're not doing it because the Tennessee General Assembly does not give us the same tools to pay for growth that they've given, that they authorized the cities to do, and that they've authorized other counties to do. And so... So our, they physically said Rutherford County, no. Not, they, didn't fit, they didn't literally say no. What they, what they constrained us with was a bill in 2006 called the County Powers Relief Act that said... Our uh, everything is frozen in place at the time with regard to the private acts that were uh, uh, that were already in place, already in effect, and the the um, what a private act we had was a development tax that the county could mission could not raise without going back to the general assembly. Other counties and cities can assess development taxes and impact fees without having to go go to the Tennessee General Assembly. We could not. Us and a few handful of few other counties could not. And that has really constrained um, our ability to pay for this growth. And and I just didn't constrain it. It limited in how we do it. We have no other way to pay for growth other than to raise property taxes. And it just everything that is there's nothing conservative about that bart i'm i'm a very very conservative person i believe if you want something if you want a brand new car go buy a brand new car but i shouldn't have to pay for it and right now we've got a lot of people uh, according to the tennessee comptroller's office nine to ten thousand new people come to rutherford county every single year that's the comptroller's office that equates to 1,200 to 1,500 new students every single year. It's like building a new school every, every year. Every single year. And so who pays for those people, the services that those people require, like you and I? Who pays for those services, the expansion of those services, so those needs can be met? Well, the people moving here are not paying for that. What they're paying for is they're paying their property taxes, but the property tax rate is built to sustain the current infrastructure, not the expansion of infrastructure. And so um, we were left no choice because we had a $64 million deficit uh, from the previous year that we had to pay for. And 
um, we ran out of, we did, we had put everything on the credit card and the credit card bill was due. And, and it's just, I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to ever do this again. And we have to have the ten, our, our delegation go to the General Assembly and say, Rutherford County is the fastest growing county in the state, the 43rd fastest growing county in the country. Our Rutherford County school system is in the top 90 in number of students in the entire nation. The top 90. We're bigger than San Antonio, Texas. And here we are constrained on how we pay for the education of these students and the only tool we have the only tool we have is property taxes and that's not right because those people coming here should have they have an obligation to pay for the education of their children for the fire the ems support they need other than relying on somebody uh, an elderly couple in kittrell to raise their property taxes so they can live in a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar home on the west side of the county Here's a comment from, uh, obviously, one of your close listeners. Hey, Joe, those uh, bee stings don't help you look very much uh, better. That sounds like a friend. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, and, and another person... They would, be, they would be correct in that assessment. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, this is uh, along the lines of what you're... I, I never had, claimed to be a show... To I never claimed <laughs> to be a show horse, Bart. I'm ju- I just want to be a workhorse. You know, okay. I, I don't care if I'm attractive. I can be quite unappealing to the eye, but we want to get things done, right? Now, the General Assembly, the group of legislators who say yes or no to future questions, uh, changes of bills, uh, they're going to reconvene in a little over three months. Right. What can happen then can are they going to listen again to your request i don't know uh i hope so we're making progress um i know that we have one uh, representative in particular who is uh, staked out of ground um on behalf of the home builders the realtors and the developers saying that you know it's it it hurts um affordable housing uh, if we uh, levy impact fees and development taxes, there are several pr- things wrong with that argument. Uh, first of all, they don't ever define affordable housing. That's number one, which most importantly. But number two, uh, nobody was cl- claiming um, or clamoring for a solution to affordable housing when the price of housing in Rutherford County in a two-year period between January 2021 and January 2023, that two-year period, the average price of a home went up over 50%. In two years, a 50% inflation increase. Now, there were no new development taxes, no new impact fees. The same home in January 2021 that sold for $300,000 in Rutherford County, that same home in January 2023, Two years later, sold for over $450,000. Now, that realtor made a 50% increase on the same home, and they we had a flood of people come in during that period. And during that two-year period, over 20,000 new people called Rutherford County their home. And Rutherford County is required to provide them the same services, school, fire, EMS, law enforcement, that uh, the existing residents require and demand. And so who pays for that? Well, that development didn't pay for those things. That new home buyer didn't pay for those things. You and I paid for those things. And the horrible irony here is we're paying for something in the expansion of services for new development that you and I will receive no benefit. That's not right, and that's not conservative. And we need the, our delegation to change that. 
Here's a, another question. This one's from a listener <coughs> asking if the General Assembly does listen and if they do approve the request that you're making, uh, when will it take effect? And also, will it take effect uh, in time to do something about our next year's property tax bill? The answer to that is, to the first part of the question, we hope it would take effect as early as July 1. Um, Start of the new fiscal year. Yes, sir. And, and, the, the, and, and so we don't know what effect it will have on property tax rates until we know what it is they determine is necessary to relieve the property taxpayers of Rutherford County of this unfair burden that they have in paying for growth. And here, again, I want to remind the listeners, Murfreesboro has a development impact fee. Smyrna has two development impact fees. Laverne has three development impact fees, and those impact fees are specifically designed to relieve the property taxpayer of paying for the growth for which they will receive no benefit. Rutherford County does not have that same opportunity, and all we're asking is the home builders, the developers, the realtors didn't even bother to show up at City Hall when Murfreesboro recently passed a $7,800 per development, per house bill for impact fees for parks, roads, and schools. $7,800, nobody showed up. We tried to get go from $2,400 to $5,000 and back in the first of the year, and the realtors and the home builders and the developers packed the courthouse. So What's we were, the difference? What's the difference? There is no difference. That's except for the fact that they've targeted Rutherford County, and yet they give Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne a pass. Smyrna just approved an increase in their impact fee. No protest. Murfreesboro just implemented a new impact fee. No protest. We tried to raise ours a moderate $2,600, and they come out of the woodwork. Now, so that everybody understands exactly what an impact fee is and why this does not affect everyone what is an impact fee an impact fee is only is a fee to pay for the infrastructure necessary to provide the service to that new development or home and it's only assessed on new residential homes so if you're not buying a new home you don't get an impact fee. That's correct, because it's that home that creates the impact. That home creates the impact for additional schools. It's that home that creates the need for additional and expanded fire service. It's that home that creates the need for additional uh, expanded uh, law enforcement and EMS. So it's the home that creates that expanded service where previously that, that service wouldn't be necessary because it was, a, it was an empty field. Well, you don't, you don't need to service with law enforcement, fire, and EMS, and schools a 200-acre field. It's only when you put 400 homes in that field that now we've got to have an expanded service. And we're starting to see those fields filling up we, all around the county. We have been filling up those fields for years, and that's how we've got into this horrible deficit situation where uh, we have $64 million, which was a record deficit. And if there's one thing that I'm not going to do is I'm not, as county mayor, going to default on our financial obligations. We just can't do that. That is, that is not conservative. So inasmuch as raising taxes isn't conservative, not paying our bills is, is a worst-case scenario. 
Yeah, what, what would that do? I mean, I, I, counties do go bankrupt, but you're not even thinking about this county. That area. This county won't. We will, and before we do that, we will take some pretty extreme measures. And I will tell you something. You know, it's. I don't. I don't see us raising property taxes for the next two or three years. But we've got to get out of this cycle. We're right now in a cycle where we raise property taxes or for every four years. Now, unfortunately, you will have to raise property taxes from time to time, but it should be a very modest amount. And your question is, well, why do we need to raise property taxes at all? Because property taxes are designed for one thing and one thing only, the maintenance and upgrade of the existing services and infrastructure to the county residents. That's it. So we have we do have inflation and we do have upgrades and repairs to that existing infrastructure that requires from time to time and very modest amounts uh, an increase in the property taxes. That's the only reason you should never use property taxes to expand to expand those services or infrastructure. Any expansion of the services or infrastructure should be paid for through impact fees and development taxes by those who are requiring the expansion of that infrastructure. It's not complicated. It's just not. So this is what the route is right now. Property taxes, but you're going back before the General Assembly January and see what they offer. And, and we, Rutherford County, needs our delegation to stand up for our property taxpayers so that we're not continually burdened and we don't find ourselves again in three or four years with a massive deficit because we've had to put all this growth on the credit card. We're not going to use the credit card anymore to pay for growth. It needs to pay for itself. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr is with us this morning. We will continue the conversation. What do you have on your mind dealing with Rutherford County? Call us quickly or text us. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Sometimes, strange things can happen. Coast to coast, all night, every night. There's really no reason to be afraid. On WTNS AM FM online. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas' Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. We have guitars. We have more guitars than just about anybody in town. We have electric guitars, acoustic guitars, ukuleles, all stringed instruments. We have banjos, violins. We've got it all. And you say, oh, well, what else do you have? Well, it turns out we have keyboards as well. Do we have drums? We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
We have something in the library that I've been working with, and that's a shelf of Adams Place authors. There are quite a few books that have been written by people who lived here. That's a kind of a highlight in the library that I'm a little proud of. Margaret Ordebodian. And we didn't consider any other place. This was it. <laughs> I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today at 615-904-9111. Good morning. Still running very slow. 65 southbound over here at Trinity Lane, trying to get down from the north. It's still crowded at times on 40 as you come in from Hermitage. Uh, right now, as you head up to Donaldson on I-40 going west here at Donaldson Pike. Still moving right now. 24 leaving Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, on through the Hickory Hollow area. Hey, don't miss it this weekend at Smoky Mountain Fall Festival at Ober Gatlinburg. It runs this weekend through October 29th. Check it out at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing in a high into the upper 80s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Happy birthday to Joseph Duglad. Our birthday winner today gets that banana pudding from our friends at the Slick Big Barbecue. Happy birthday, Joseph. Our good neighbor of the day is Deborah Murphy. Deborah Murphy receiving flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Deborah's always helping people, encouraging others, and we need more people like that. We're focusing on Rutherford County this morning. Our county mayor, Joe Carr, is with us. And the conversation continues. We have a listener wanting to know how are things progressing with the Middle Point landfill. They say that they try to follow both sides of this, giving everybody an equal chance. And looks like the other side, uh, the Middle Point side, those folks are appearing to be wanting to uh, come to some kind of understanding with the county. They do, uh, but they have a hard line that um, Mike Clausen has said that they is non-negotiable, and that non-negotiable um, line is that whatever agreement, uh, if Rutherford County and Middle Point, excuse me, Republic were come to an agreement about expansion of Middle Point Landfill, it absolutely must require um, Rutherford County to continue to receive trash from outside the county. That's a no-go. Currently, and I've said this a thousand times, um, 70, over 70% of the trash that comes into that facility comes from outside the county. Rutherford County no longer should be, or will it be, the Middle Tennessee dumping ground, a trash can for 34 counties. We take in the vast majority of Davidson County's trash. We're not going to continue to do that. So as long as Mike Clawson with Republic or any other chief executive with Republic insist that that 
is something that has to be a part of a negotiated agreement for expansion, then there will be no expansion. Now, when they when they come off of that demand, then we can have a serious conversation. But uh, Rutherford County residents have spoken loud and clear. We are no longer willing to be the Middle Tennessee repository for everybody else's trash. We'll take care of our own and you can take care of your own. But taking care of your own does not bring mean bringing it here. Here's a, a note from a listener. And they're saying the cities you just mentioned do not pay anything to solid waste cost. Solid waste is funded by rural sales tax. Uh, I'm not sure what they're referring to. I, I'm not either. Um, uh, Smyrna and Laverne and Eagleville do not have curbside pickup. They uh, they have they contract with private entities or the residents individually can contract with a private entity. Uh, Murfreesboro has a um, has curbside pickup, um, and uh, all that curbside pickup um, is paid for through, I believe, their water and sewer bill, um, and it's the transportation costs associated with taking the trash to Middle Point. Um, but all trash through the, our convenience centers is not tipped, and the trash that Murfreesboro picks up curbside is not tipped. Now, there are still some transportation costs and labor costs that the county has to bear operating the convenience centers. And so to that extent, we do. It's about their solid waste budget's about $8 million. Okay. Um, that's the city trying to get through to us, but we'll, we'll catch. Can you hear that, or is it just something I'm hearing on my earphones? I can't hear it, but I, I saw okay. it. <laughs> what, what I wanted to ask you, uh, this person is saying uh, the – Counties that are wanting to be pushed out by the city and the county, uh, those are the ones who pay the bills at Middle Point, they're saying. That's, that is totally incorrect. And they're saying no. that uh, Rutherford County does not pay any of the bills. That is incorrect, too. So I don't know the where. The tipping fees? Yeah, I don't know where. Sorry. So first of all, uh, Middle Point, operated by Republic Services in Walter Hill, is a private entity. It's a commercial enterprise. So Rutherford County receives a dollar twenty a ton for all outside trash brought into the county, and it's about um, it's about a it's about nine hundred thousand dollars a year. It was what we bring in. Doesn't come close to paying for our solid waste in Rutherford County. Not only that, but that dollar twenty a ton is um, less than one percent. Is about one percent of the total tipping fee they charge a commercial hauler at the gate, which is one hundred and ten dollars a ton. That one dollar or twenty a ton that we receive from outside trash is the same amount that was structured in the agreement back in nineteen ninety five. So that price hasn't even been indexed for inflation over the last thirty years. It's a horrible deal. I've read this host benefit agreement. I've negotiated dozens, if not scores literally scores of multi-million dollar contracts. This is the worst agreement, most one-sided agreement I've ever seen. And uh, for, the fact of the matter is, is Rutherford County, for a paltry three-quarters to a million to a million dollars a year, sold their birthright out there, and now we are dealing with the consequences, and we can do better. So what would you say to Middle Point on their hard-line approach of saying the, the thing that you're going to have to have is 
trash continuing from outside counties. They will not receive uh, any uh, cooperation from us with regard to expansion. Okay, so it, that that that's has a, to change. Uh, yeah, that that is a. I mean, that's where we're stuck. And I know Middle Point is negotiating with different members of the county commission, and they're on a pu- public relations tour and doing a lot of um, uh, community uh, interaction, engagement things, which I think is great. Knock knock yourself out, you know. But if the fact the fact of the matter is, according to state statute. It's the county mayor that negotiates contracts, and it's the county commission that approves those contracts. They are currently not negotiating with the county mayor with regard to their expansion, and as such, um, there is no contract un- under un- being negotiated. And so, uh, unless they change their position about taking outside trash uh, into the county at Middle Point, there will be no negotiation with the county mayor, and the county mayor is the auth- uh, authorizing entity f- to negotiate contracts. Here's a, another question. I'm du- I'm du- I mean, if, if, I'm not, if I appear dug in on this issue, it's only because I am. <laughs> now, this listener is asking, if they do not take any outside the county uh, solid waste in to Middle Point, where will they make their money? They're not making any tipping fees from the people here in Rutherford County. Well, that has yet to be determined. And if they want to have a sit down and have a serious conversation. So you're saying open it up for tipping fees? Yeah, if if they want to have a serious conversation about how they can be uh, a for-profit enterprise and still service Rutherford County, not unlike any other enterprise, then let's have a serious conversation. But Republic isn't serious because I've told them for a year now I, for over a year, I have said, let's sit down and have a conversation about a Rutherford County-only solution at Middle Point, operated by Republic. They said, no, we will not have that conversation. I said, I said they, they'll go, you can't afford it, Mayor. I said, you don't know what I can afford. It. Give me a price. Three different times I've asked for a price. Three different times they said, we'll get you a number. Three different times we've been ignored. I still don't have a number from these guys. They're not serious. They are not serious. They believe they can intimidate the public and the mayor into accepting outside trash, most especially Davidson County. It won't work. And so that's the sticking point right there. That's one sticking point, but until we get past that one, we can't get to the others. And no chance uh, no, nothing uh, there's no conversation it's not even being discussed they're not they're not they have not asked to sit down with me i have my doors always open i'm willing to talk to them about any time any place anywhere to fi- get this figured out if that's if they want to be a part of the solution but we don't need them to be a part of the solution we're moving forward with a transfer station that's going to take care of our waste in a much more cost-effective way than we're currently doing it without being burdened by accepting 70% of the 1 million tons every year or 700,000 tons from outside the county. So Rutherford County is going to have a very cost-effective way to deal with this, and we're not going to have to deal with 700,000 tons a year of outside trash. I've got, we've got a solution. We don't need Republic for our solution at all. We're talking this morning about Rutherford County. Our county mayor, Joe Carr, is with us. One of the other items that's in the news these days, a forensic center right here. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about it over the years. Yeah. We started out at, uh, We were excited about the State Farm deal. That fell through. 
Well, and that wasn't a good fit for a forensic center, quite honestly. A forensic center is a lab, and you need to build a lab and then the building around the lab. And that the State Farm building was in no way an adequate facility to do that. So you're saying build from scratch. You have to, you really have, this is something you have to build from scratch because unlike most buildings, uh, office complexes, schools, what have you, you build, you build the building and then you, then you build it out internally. So you go outside in a forensic lab or a laboratory, you got to build inside out because of the air handling equipment necessary to deal with the, the environment that the lab and the lab technicians, laboratory and the lab technicians are working in. So the county commission and I county commission just recently approved $900,000 for design and engineering. And so we will begin the design and engineering process, uh, hopefully, uh, in time so that we can bring a proposal to the county commission in advance of the 24, 25 budget. Okay. So 900,000 has been approved for the design and engineering. Yes, sir. For that. Yes, sir. Do you have a location, or do you yes. have a place you you do? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, it'll be up on Weekly Lane in Smyrna, which we the county currently has 17 acres up there. And, and one of the things we're wanting to do is these large tracts of land that we have that are 10, 15, 20 acres. We want to create uh, uh, county services campuses where the different services are offered. So up at Weekly Lane and Weekly Lane and G Street, we have um, – we have the clerk's offices up there. We'll have a, we have a convenience center up a new one of our new convenience centers up there. We'll have the forensic center. It will be our goal to have an, an EMS station up there as well. So um, so this will be part of that part of that campus. Okay. So is this looking like it's going to happen? Well, this is the first phase. I'm not going to ever with the county commission. I'm not going to presume that'll happen uh, next year. I think it will happen at some point in time. But what the county is trying to do is because this particular type of facility has such a broad appeal uh, as a learning facility, uh, MTSU, as a medical facility, Meharry Medical College, you know, maybe getting some grant money from some local foundations or federal grants, maybe getting some assistance from the state because it has it has regional appeal. So we're looking at getting uh, some assist financial assistance in the facility itself, which we expect a 15,000 square foot facility is going to cost anywhere between 12 and 14 million dollars to construct. And take about two years. Why do we need a facility like this? Because because currently we're beholden to uh, Davidson County to do our autopsies and especially our criminal investigation autopsies and the quality of service we have seen and the price um, do not reflect accurately uh, the fact of what the market should be. And we can actually save uh, Rutherford County quite a bit of money by doing it ourselves. Now, you mentioned Tennessee State, uh, rather Meharry, yes, and Middle Tennessee State University. Yes, potentially being partners, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, there's no facility that they would have students in now. Nashville has one. Are yeah, those students it, but, not but there? It's not a teaching facility, no, sir. We would expand our footprint for it to be a teaching facility and a facility that for MTSU students and then for practicing physicians at at Meharry. So there's an opportunity for us to partner with those. And obviously, we will be investigating that further when we get down to how do we fund, fund the facility, the actual construction of the facility. Now, if things continue to progress on a routine, a good basis yeah. like this, mm-hmm. 
When do you think we'll start seeing the ground being broken? Well, that that is a separate appropriation, and that has to be approved by the county commission. It would be my hope uh, that we can start construction this time next year. That soon? Yes, sir. So we're talking Hopefully. about something that... Uh, what size facility are we looking about at? About 15,000 square feet, two stories, two floors. Um, it'll be, a, obviously, it'll be a great uh, addition to our community. Currently, Forensic Medical in Nashville, uh, where we take uh, our autopsies for um, investigation and that kind of thing. And we take 1,000 deaths up there every year. So they, it's a considerable amount of money that um, we're spending on autopsies. And these are autopsies that are many times are required by state statute. Um, but anyway, so we're doing about a, a thousand autopsies a year. Um, and so. You think we would have enough to cover oh, us in the surrounding oh, counties? Yeah, oh, yeah. We'd have enough yeah, uh, business to absolutely. cover the cost. I, I said a thousand autopsies a year. I misspoke. That is not correct. We're doing about 360 autopsies a year. And at a cost of $2,300 an autopsy. My bad. Okay. I misspoke. I knew that number sounded wrong when I said it. I don't... <laughs> well, uh, so this looks like it uh, could very well work out and, and be a cost-efficient operation. Yeah, and, and if I can do a shameless plug here on behalf of the county, uh, these the, talking about, uh, you know, we talked about in the first half of the show, Bart, you know, property taxes and uh, the need for development taxes and impact fees. And we've talked about the forensic center and middle point. All of this stuff was and other issues were laid out in a state of the county address that I gave to the county last Thursday evening at seven o'clock. And we have that on. Um, it's only about 17 minutes, but it basically lays out our first year accomplishments and our challenges and the things that we can do better. And uh, I would encourage your listeners um, to uh, go to Rutherford County TV at the YouTube station. They can see it there. Uh, and if, if it's uh, with your permission, I will send you the link and you can post it on your website. Sure. Uh, because it's meant to be informational. Uh, it's meant to say, here's what we've done our first year. Here's where we want to go. Here's our vision. And I, I think by informing um, the county, the county residents, you get by... Uh, with that information, you better get a, a more engaged uh, and participatory electorate, which is what I'm after. I, I, if we can get, if we can provide information that engages the community better, then I think we've win, we all win when we do that. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. If you have a question, text it to us. That same number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We will be right back. County Mayor Joe Carr with us. We're focusing on Rutherford County. A lot happening. The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays from 1 to 4. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
You know, there's a lot of people out there talking about testosterone. You hear about treatment centers everywhere. But do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust, one that's been doing it for years. I recommend Low T Center on Medical Center Parkway in Murfreesboro. That's where I get my levels checked. At Low T Center, they make it quick and easy. Walk in, take a simple blood test, and then with their on-site lab, you get the results in 25 minutes. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, weight gain, or loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center's not like a typical doctor's office where you have to wait a long time to see the doctor. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for men. They have affordable and convenient options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. No need to drive to the center for weekly visits. Right now at Low T Center, it's only 25 bucks to get your testosterone level tested. So what are you waiting for? Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing in a high into the upper 80s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Welcome back. Our number is 615-893-1450. We're in the final segment. So if you have a question for Mayor Joe Carr, better get it to us quickly. 615-893-1450. Well, we've had another opening of a public service and safety building. Looks like we're on target for growth in that area. Yeah, uh, we just opened one up in, uh, we had our opening or flag raising in um, the Kitchell community. And uh, Chairman Pettis Reed of the Public um, Safety Committee uh, emceed that event. And uh, we had a handful of commissioners show up and uh, the community show up. And so we're real excited about the official opening of Kittrell. That gives us two um, that have we've opened this year. The first being Rockvale and the second being Kittrell. We have Last Cassis and Kit- uh, Walter Hill under construction. And then we'll have the final two, one out at uh, Christiana at Plainview School. And the other one out at Del Webb, uh, the Del Webb subdivision out there on Highway 96 going toward Franklin. Now, you also have similar facilities, but I guess it's more for the whole county over on Blaze Drive, don't you? That's, uh, yeah, we do have something there on Blaze Drive, but that is our EMA facility, and it's not a public health and safety building. So it's a little How bit. How does different. that differ? Uh, there's no fire. There's no fire service oh, okay. out of that facility. Okay. And Everything these, these but are fire. These okay. are primarily fire and EMS facilities. Um, and uh, so we've got one on Barfield, uh, was where our headquartered. And of course, we're serviced by a number of um, volunteer fire departments, and they do an outstanding job as well. So we're kind of a, a hybrid version where we've got full time staff, and we also have a lot of volunteers who do a incredible job for the county and we appreciate that very much now i noticed that the one on blaze drive which is not exactly like these but it's also temporarily being used as the driver's license testing at this point is that correct oh you're talking about the one-stop facility the one-stop okay yeah. so now okay you, you confused okay, me we got all We're, sorts of names yeah two, two, two different things a so one-stop is uh, is the county clerk's extension uh, uh, satellite office and it's for driver's license testing uh it's we share that office with the state it's a county facility uh but that's not a public safety building that is a uh that is a, an extension of the county clerk's office okay now will that one-stop continue to be where you can get your driver's yes. license 
Yes. Uh, so they're not going to open up the highway patrolman over off of Samsonite again. I don't. I can't. Te- I can't answer that question for okay. you, Bart. But I don't, uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, now, he now, now, when the driver's license testing center, you're talking about where you go get your driver's license, and you actually drive the car to show them. This is where the 16-year-olds get their. Yes, I think that's still. I think that's still over there off of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Yes, sir. I think that's. I, still I thought they had closed that for renovation or something. Well, they may have. Seen you. You got me. I can't keep up with everything the state is doing. So you got me good on that one. I'll. I'll need to run that down. <laughs> yeah, let us know about that one if you would. Absolutely. Uh, we've well, got. It's a, important to know where these 16, 17-year-olds oh, can go get their driver's that's license, right? right? <laughs> or newcomers to we town. Don't, too. We don't need them getting lost. That is for sure. Now, before we go, we have about a minute left in yeah. our program. Uh, the tours of the courthouse and the museum there, how's that going? It, it's going really well. And I'm glad, I am really glad you brought that up. We have a situation at the courthouse um, uh, that it's unfortunate. The large sycamore tree that is on the east side of the courthouse um, is, we've determined, dates back to 1840. And according to Greg Tucker, our county historian, there were four sycamore trees brought up from the river and planted on the four corners of the courthouse. That in 1840, that is the last surviving tree. That tree is dying, and in large part because of the grass that we've put over top of it. We got a really nice thick mat of grass, and that is apparently accelerating the tree because it's uh, not getting enough water. So we need everybody's thoughts on that. Absolutely. Our county mayor with us this morning, Joe Carr, as we have focused on Rutherford County. If you need to hear more about this, the show is in the podcast format.